0: Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Lit AF with me, your host, Sarah Kohan. I am an attachment coach and I help folks that are struggling with people pleasing and being vulnerable in their relationships to get to secure attachment. It sounds like it's a destination. I assure you it is not. It is a journey. (laughs) And today I'm going to try to help you on your journey to secure. So a common thing that comes up for insecure attachment types is how can I show up as my true self on dates? That is what I'm going to get into today. I'm going to talk about how attachment affects this and common behaviors of the different insecure attachment types in dating and just some helpful hints to help you show up as your true self on dates. That is my goal for you. When you can like really just show up authentically, you, it's almost like you're radiating. Like people react to that. (sighs) So, I want to help you get there. Before I do, as always, I have my check in for this week. And holy moly, I just want to say that when I say that this is a journey, not a destination, I truly mean that. I have been struggling with some very dismissive, avoidant reactions this week and honestly, this month. Very black and white thinking um, struggling with disagreements in my relationship, um, really making it mean so many things and buying into the limiting beliefs in my brain. And yeah, just (laughs) not showing up securely, (laughs) you know, I'm being really gentle with myself. I think that's so important and honoring the fact that I have a lot of change going on in my life right now. I'm, I'm a new mother And I, um, there's a lot of changes that come along with that. I, you know, this is a new identity and my partner is also creating a new identity in his new role as a father. And we've had some ups and we've had some downs. I will say the beginning of this journey started with some mega, mega, mega ups. Like it was, um, one of the closest, uh like things that i've ever been through with my husband it was it was really really cool the birth of our child and um you know now we've got some changes <laughs> and i i'll be honest i'm just really not showing up as my best self but in those moments i don't see it you know i'm like really buying into my side of the story so i've been using these tools and i've also been just practicing this mindfulness practice with John Kabat-Zinn. Old school. I'm going old school on this. He's been around forever. I think he's got like a masterclass going on right now. So um, I'm just using his app and I just read his book, wherever you go, there you are. And just trying to tap into the current moment. That's my breath. Just checking in with my breath. Here we are. Here I am. Here you are. I don't know where you're listening. Maybe it's in a car or in your room or in... Who knows where? I don't know. A shower, maybe you're cooking, but this is the moment, one moment right now, and mindfulness is like so helpful for that. So, I'm doing the work right alongside with you, and I still use these exact same tools that I use in my coaching program. So, I just want to share that with you. I'm right there with you, and I do say that I I have earned secure, but holy moly, I've got some moments, you know. I think we all do. And having grace and understanding and patience, I think helps get me through those moments quicker, which is always nice. <laughs> okay, that's my share this week. Feels ugly, but it's the truth. And yeah, if I have any like wisdom nuggets, I'll definitely share them as we go on through. Yeah, I will definitely share them here on this podcast. Okay, so. Back to today's topic, how to show up as your true self on dates. The alternative title of this podcast was going to be, of this podcast episode was going to be, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem is me. (laughs) One of my favorite current songs right now. So here's the deal. If you grew up with an insecure attachment type, oftentimes you struggle with patterns of codependency, people-pleasing, shoving down emotions because they weren't safe. Basically, you had an insecure caregiver. And when that happens, oftentimes we're like, we are parentified as a child. So we are actually taking care of them. We're putting their needs above our own. We're going along with the flow with other people's wants and desires and needs because we prioritize a relationship over our own needs. So we think that, that being abandoned is the worst possible outcome. And so if we just stick to the plan, stick what everyone else is saying, then everything will be fine. Does this sound familiar to you? I mean, oof. I have struggled with people-pleasing and codependency my entire life. So I'm going to go through just the different insecure attachment types and talk about the different behaviors that will show up in their dating life. So anxious, preoccupied people tend to be a little bit more people-pleasy. So when you're showing up on the apps, when you're going on dates, what this means is meeting up with someone when you're too tired and you don't actually want to, going to a restaurant that you don't like, Ordering drinks that you're not into. (laughs) Saying yes when you mean no. Maybe letting the date get a little um, physical when you don't actually really want that. Getting another drink when you don't actually want to. You just wanted the one. (laughs) I used to do that all the time. These are common behaviors for the anxious preoccupied. And the reason behind this is because they really want that connection. They fear being alone. They fear abandonment. And they crave reassurance from other people. Those are the behaviors that they typically exude on dates. And another one that's really, really common for um, anxious preoccupied is not showing up with their authentic selves. So that could mean agreeing with someone's political views or views just on life or religious views or something. It's something that they're sharing that you don't actually agree with or that you don't even believe in, but you'll go along with it and say that you do just because you want the conversation to go in an agreeable manner. Um, Oftentimes anxious preoccupied actually aren't very in touch with themselves and they really need to work on understanding who they are, what they're into, what they like, what they don't like, what their beliefs are. So if the if this is you, I'm gonna get into it in just a little bit of how to end this habit and start to show up as your true self on dates. It's totally possible. And honestly, it's for the best. So before you get to the dismissive avoidant, I want to just say that showing up as your true self on a date is the best gift that you can give to that person and to yourself. Because, you know, when <laughs> When the manners rub off, when the excitement wears off, when something hard in life comes along, like maybe a death in the family or a job loss or having to do hard things like move in together, then all of a sudden those little love hormones start to wear off and the true your true self... Shows up, it's inevitable, it's going to be there eventually. So, by not showing your true self at the beginning, you're actually doing yourself this disservice by pretending to be someone else. And it's really costing you attracting someone that is interested in hanging out with, supporting, and being there for that version of you, for the real version of you. It is a huge cost, it's costing you time it's costing you that time of actually getting into a relationship with someone really like trying to make it work as best you can overexerting uh, putting too much energy into it overthinking lots of things and then eventually you're going to you know the your real self is going to come out and I push may come to shove and maybe this relationship isn't actually going to work cuz they're unable to meet your needs in a true supportive way then you've just taken all that time By which you know, I don't think is a waste, but it is a cost. Like, you are spending that time with someone in a relationship where it isn't working, and you could be putting that time into meeting someone authentically that can be there for you. Additionally, this is a cost. The other cost is meeting someone that isn't going to be able to meet your need when you're people pleasing, when you're not sharing what you actually want. This person doesn't understand. They're not, you're not communicating. And trust me, people are not mind readers. I wish they were, but they're really not. You're not sharing with that person how they can support you, how you need to be talked to and showed up for and taken care of. This might sound like for some of you, you're hearing this and you're like, Ooh, I don't want any of that. I don't want to be a burden. And if that's your story, I really want you to start to unpack that and figure out why do I believe I'm a burden? Why do I think I'm too needy? Why do I think that I don't actually deserve these types of things? Because you do. You do deserve someone that can handle you. You do deserve someone that can take care of you. You deserve someone that knows the right thing to say in the right moment to just help you feel seen and heard and loved and supported. You deserve that. Okay, so I'm going to move on. So there's the costs. Like Those are some really big costs of not showing up as your true self on a date. Okay. So the baby behaviors of an anxious avoidant in dating, oftentimes they resort actually to love bombing. So you might've heard this in the beginning, you'll start to get to know someone and they'll start just like really doing like extravagant over the top, like messages of love and overly like exerting their place in the relationship with you. I think of the most recent season of Ted Lasso. I'm not going to give away names, but there is a relationship in the show. (laughs) Try not to give away spoilers. I'm really bad at this. So sorry if I do. There's a relationship in the show where someone's getting love bombed and she shows up to her office and there was like a thousand daisies just like spread across her office. and It was just like whoa, this is like a little over the top. So you'll know that you're being love bomb when the messages, the communication, the gifts, are just like, you're like, this is above and beyond. Like, I don't even know. We're just not there yet. Right. And like, also like, what are you trying to prove? <laughs> so the reason that dismissive avoidance resort to this behavior is oftentimes they are used to expressing emotion and sharing their feelings through experience. So they have a tough time really tapping into their emotions because it just was not safe for them growing up, which means that it is safe to exert and like have an experience and have an action to their emotion. So that's why it's so over the top. They don't know a, a better way to do it with words or it, with their body language. They, their, um, you know, their gifts and their acts of service are like, that's the way that they can really express this exciting, overwhelming, emotional feeling that they have of dating you. <laughs> I know it, it's surprising right and they also tend to after they get through the love bombing phase and they resort to the ghosting phase and that is where they're showing up and maybe something got a little too intense or maybe they were just affronted with their emotion in a really uncomfortable way and they'll start ghosting and that just means that they're avoiding you they stop texting you maybe you had one date and a couple of dates and now it's just fizzling. You might've heard that word fizzling. It's really popular right now. The relationship is fizzling as in like you went on a bunch of dates and now you're not going on any more dates, but they're like maybe still hanging on like texting you, but the text messages are like getting even more slow and sporadic. So those are the behaviors of dismissive avoidant in dating. And then the last one I want to talk about is the fearful avoidant and this is always so important for me to talk about this attachment type, because this is attachment type that um, I really resonate with. And the fearful avoidant. Well, you've, I'm sure you've heard this by now that you're classically flipped between the dismissive avoidant and the anxious preoccupied. But I want to add a specific trait here. And that, that is they just run so hot and cold. So when they're dating people, fearful of it will get so excited. And they're like, I'm really into this. And they you know they can kind of just say, like anxious, preoccupied traits of like getting just super invested and people pleasing and letting red flags kind of just slip by and avoid ignoring them. And then once things start to get a little bit serious they might start to get cold feet. And you'll be like, what the fuck just happened? And it's just because they crave intimacy. They really want that. They want close connections, but they struggle with trust. And so when they are confronted with like, oh, this might actually be a real relationship, all of a sudden they're like, no, can't trust that. That's not safe. Like, that wasn't safe growing up. So why would I feel that way now? So they can run a little bit hot and cold. So when you're dating, a you're full avoidant, you want experience that of like, wow, I thought they were so into me. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> they're just like, uh, weren't. And it's different than that love bombing and ghosting that I talked about a little bit. Because they're not necessarily going above and beyond with their love bombing. And they're not necessarily ghosting when they run cold. It's just this strange, like, they'll ghost. Like maybe they'll kind of like not be available for a couple of days, but then they're going to be back at it. Like they're going to go back to being hot and cold again. They'll cycle through it. Whereas uh, dismissive avoidance is just like, okay, this is the slow goodbye. And we will never speak to each other again. So that's how you can kind of tell the difference. So I want to give you some tips on how to show up authentically in your dating life. It's really, really awkward and difficult at first. But I want you to encourage you to do this because as I mentioned before, there are just huge gifts and rewards for actually showing up as your authentic self. People get to understand you. They get to see the real you. They get to understand how to support you and be there for you and how to show up for you in a way that you really appreciate and that you really feel is important. And then it also just weeds out the people that aren't for you. Dating is like, I just was on this uh, dating challenge with Taryn Newton Gill, who's been a a previous guest of the show. And I love this. She has this analogy that dating is like um, vintage shopping. Like, you just gotta go through the clothes. Like, you can't just approach a rack and be like, I know exactly what's on this rack. Like, when you are thrifting, you gotta look through everything. And whenever I go thrifting, I know that I'll like probably look at a hundred pairs of jeans or like a hundred things and I'll walk away with two things at best. And that's if I'm having a good lucky thrifting day. <laughs> Sometimes I don't walk away with anything. And I just love that analogy. It's so true. It's like dating, you got to just gotta take everything out, take a look at it, see if it's the right fit, see if you like the color. If you don't okay, Hey, let's put it back and keep going. So don't give up. I know it's it's really difficult and you might have had some past experiences where you did show up authentically and you didn't feel supported in that. So I want to honor that. And I also want to give you some steps to move forward so that people get to see the beautiful, brilliant, shiny, authentic lit of you. Okay. So first of all, I just want to think, I want you to just do this exercise. So think about where in your life, and I'm hoping that you have one area of your life where you feel like you either have more secure tendencies or you are safe to show up as yourself. So give this a think. What could it be? Is it in your work area of life? I'm just going to run through the seven different areas of life right now. So as you're thinking about this, think about your career, your spiritual practice, your mental space, so the thoughts that you have in your brain, your patterns, your thought patterns, your physical um, area of your life. That's usually like your body, kind of your body is your temple. Like that is the physical area of your life. Think about your relationships. So this could be friendships, family, or romantic of those three. Hopefully you have one area that you just feel like really strong and you have secure relationships, emotions. So think about the emotional area of your life. Those emotions come up. Are you feeling safe with them? Are you respectful of them? Are you able to process them? And then the last one is financial. So some of us have like really secure relationship to money. I I'm always so envious of those people. <laughs> I've had to cultivate a secure relationship with my finances, but I didn't necessarily have it my entire life. So think of those seven different areas of your life. And that's called the life wheel. This is what I work with on clients all the time. So I want you to look at those different areas and really consider, is there an area in my life where I feel very secure and I feel safe enough to show up as my authentic self? And then I want you to think about the benefits of showing up as your authentic self. like. What are the rewards that you're receiving? What are you getting out of showing up so beautifully, painfully you? And then think about what the cost is of not showing up as yourself in this area. And this is going to start to help you just get your brain in the space of like, okay, this is really important for me to show up authentically in dates. And doing that exercise is going to help prime you for feeling safe to show up as authentically you as possible. Then what I want you to do is put together an exposure plan. So think about, okay, if I'm going on a date this week, what I want to do, and if let's say you want to pick, you want to isolate one thing that you're dealing with. If it's not stating an opinion and going along with someone else's thoughts or beliefs, if it's um, not showing up as your thought, like not saying what you need on the date, whether that's time, location, Boundaries. Maybe you have like a food allergy or a food request. Think about those things. Or maybe the um, thing that you're struggling with is that you are overly communicating, or you're you're like getting too excited about the relationship, and you're going above and beyond with your acts of service and your gifts to this person. So think about like, am I going over the top? Is this too much? Where can I rein it in? So I want you to pick one of those three and then figure out, okay, what is a baby, 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 baby step where I can show up as myself on this next date? Where can I show up? I'm just going to go with the first one. How can I state my opinion in the smallest way possible? So I'm just going to choose a tough topic for an example. Let's say politics comes up on your date and they happen to be let's just say Republican, and you run a Democrat. And you want to make sure that they know like, okay, well, you know, um, politics, I'm, I'm okay with whichever way you swing for politics. But I want, just want you to know that I am a liberal or a Democrat, whatever word you want to say. When it comes up, and it might not come up, but just think about like, if it did come up, what is the first baby step of saying, actually, I vote Democrat in the elections. I voted Democrat in the last election, or I'm planning on voting Democrat in this next election. Think about like, what is the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest sentence that you can say that supports you changing the direction and actually showing up authentically. So that's an example for trying to share who you are and not just go along with who they are. The second one would be, okay, how can I state a need in this situation? So let's say that they wanted to go on a date on Wednesday evening and Tuesday comes around, you're really tired, you need a night off, you're not really wanting to go on this date. How can you say in a lovely, very like positive, supportive way, "Hey, I really want to see you. I'm so excited. Unfortunately, I just had the longest day." is there any chance you would be open to rescheduling for Thursday night or Friday night or next week, whichever option feels good for you. Don't think about what's going to work for them first. Think about what your ideal situation is and then say, is there any chance that you can reschedule for Friday? Let me know. And then let's say they come back to you and they're like, no, that doesn't work for me. And then I just want you to respond by saying like, okay, I'm still really excited to see you. Like, you want to make it really clear that you're really into this and that you are emotionally invested in seeing them and ask them like, okay, when would you be open to like figuring out when we can meet? So just try to like meet them wherever they are at. And then the third one of, am I going over the top here? Am I trying to prove myself a little bit too much? Am I Am I using actions to avoid feelings in my body? What I want you to think about is how can I tone this down? How can I bring this into my body? How can I say something that's vulnerable and true for me that doesn't have to be this over-the-top gesture? So maybe that's something like, I'm really enjoying myself. I'm really enjoying spending time with you. And I want you to know that you're important to me something like that. Something that feels in tandem with the number of dates that you've been on and the amount of time that you've both invested in the communication with each other. Something that feels like a little less grandiose and a little more authentic. So tap into that. Tap into just the smallest, babyest next step. And I want you to practice saying it before you go on the date. I know we've all seen those hilarious moments in the movie where someone is like practicing, like saying hello in the mirror and like showing up really confidently. We are not trying to be overconfident here. What we're actually trying to do is just show up as ourselves, which means practice saying the thing like, okay, I actually am a vegetarian and I would love if we could meet up at a restaurant that doesn't serve meat. I actually don't drink. I'm sober. Is there any chance that we could meet at a coffee shop? I actually uh, can't see very well at night. (laughs) Is there any chance that we can meet a little closer to my place? Say whatever that is. Just, Just try the smallest, 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 smallest baby step. And then once you actually do the small baby step, the opportunity presents itself. You are able to just eke it out, breathe through it. Breathe through it. Be there for yourself. Then I want you to give yourself a mental high five when you've done it. You've got to celebrate your successes. This is huge. And sometimes when we show up as our authentic selves, it's going to scare the other person off. And that is great because then we know immediately that person is not meant for us. And we can just say thank you and then move on. And we don't have to make it mean anything about us. It just meant that that person was not equipped Or qualified or ready to support you in the way that you need to be supported. And that doesn't mean that you're selfish. It doesn't mean that you're above anybody else. It doesn't mean that you are worthy and they're not worthy. Like it doesn't mean anything. It just means they were unable to meet this need for you. So honestly, I really appreciate it when people are like, Show you who they really are because you're like great, okay, thank you. I don't have to waste a couple of months figuring out that this is your style and this is how you handle tough conversations. Like, I really appreciate that you showed me this. I, you know, I'm no longer interested in dating you. Well, let me give you another script for that one before (laughs) before it reaches there. But um, I hope that these little tiny baby steps and you can build up from there. Just keep like use that momentum to keep going okay, what's the next thing I can say that's like really authentically me? What's a joke I can say right now that I actually think is funny? Think about those things and let that momentum build. And all of a sudden you're just going to like let it snowball to the point where you can't help but show up as your authentic self on dates. It's the coolest thing I've seen. I've seen a lot of people go through this exercise and when people start showing up authentically, they like they see themselves differently. They take photos differently. They look back on themselves differently. It's really, really cool. So this work, not only like you might be doing this work for your romantic life, but it'll have a huge ripple effect across the rest of your life as well. Okay. So I hope that's really helpful. And like I said, I'm just going to give you one more script for, let's say you show up as your authentic self. Let's say you make a joke that you think is really funny, or you share something really vulnerable about how you're feeling that day or or how something in the news is affecting you, something like that. And they, and let's say they make fun of you or they shut down or they, you know, start ghosting you. What I want you to do is when you start to notice that behavior and you're not feeling like they're really able to support you, I want you to just try to end it as beautifully and politely and directly as possible. So here's another script for that. Thank you so much for your time last night. I don't really see a future for us, but I really appreciate um, the time that we did spend together, and best of luck in your dating pursuits. Say something like that so that you are you're being very direct, you're being very honest. I don't see a future for this, and you're not wasting anybody's time. You know you don't like it when people waste your time, so why on earth would you ever try to waste someone else's time? So I hope that's helpful. Scripts are so helpful) <laughs> I actually just put together some scripts for you to use. So if you are in a difficult moment and you are asking someone for support, I've put together some scripts for you to use based on the five love languages. And I actually pulled the five love languages because those help us understand like our how we accept help. Like our number one love language shows us like how we view love and usually love equals like support and understanding and and feeling like wanted and needed and loved. So these scripts are just super helpful for you. Like, let's say you've had a really tough day and you need something from someone that could be a friend, a boss, a colleague, a loved one, family member, whatever it is, you need something from them. And you're just not quite sure what the right words are to say to them, to ask for it. And you need some help to just like Get through the sentence. This script is for you. You can download it. It's free. You can print it out if you want, but it's super, super helpful. And it's got another like script at the bottom to use when you ask for someone to meet a need for you and they're unable to do it. So when that happens, you're like, You're ready. You've got the next thing to say, go to go. So you're not wondering, like, oh, I wasn't ready for this. Uh, What do I say now? Like, I asked them for a hug and they're saying they can't actually hug me. So now what do I do? So it's got some just helpful, helpful scripts. Really found these to be useful in my own life. Um, And I've really noticed that clients love these as well. So I'm excited to offer this to you. If you're interested in downloading it, you can go to sarahcohan.com forward slash free tools you'll find it there. And of course, if you're interested in becoming secure and you want to check out my one-on-one coaching program, book a discovery call with me. They're free. You get to know your attachment style. You get to understand how it's affecting your life and what could be possible for you if you start to show up securely really powerful. And you get to see if this program is a good fit for you. So if you're interested in that, you can go to sarahcohan.com forward slash coaching. So that's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com forward slash coaching. All right. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I will see you back here next Wednesday.